My technician today. I, how do I raise the volume? So I, I can hear him, but not. Oh, okay. Oh, there's a button. Yeah, there's a knob. Oh, there's a knob. Wow, this is high tech. I get a knob. Okay. It's a brave new world. Yeah, like I've got like a little amp there with knobs and the volume is controlled and and there's like a little screen on my big microphone and well Dave's gonna take a picture. So it's gonna be it's capture this moment on it's a historical <laughs> Yes, it's a historical moment. Yes. Okay, so we're on. We're on. It's mm -hmm. been a while. Yeah, it's been it's been probably since November or something like that. Mm-hmm. As a guess, you probably know exactly when it was. Yeah, I'm not even going to check. That's okay. No, 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 that's okay. No, I didn't. I'm just <laughs> I just realized that you have the, you have such records. In any case, we were, we were we were talking a little, or I was talking anyway a little bit about trying to get an Art Twenty One in to start some conversation, but uh, I I didn't have a chance for that, and we never really got there. So we're gonna have to just wing it, I guess. Totally. Totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, the one thing that I did see, a friend of mine, I'm trying to think of recent art experiences, and um, a friend of mine, Natalie, uh, that, th that was the person who bought that painting that I had sent you an image of with that artist who hopefully will talk to us. But you know artists, mm. they can be flaky. They mm. can be flaky. Mm. So hopefully hopefully that works out. But whatever. Mm. We, we, have fun, we, have, we have fun no matter what. But uh, she gave me a giant book of Andrew Wyeth. Mm. stuff and boy can that guy draw and paint mm. and just do anything but i opened it randomly to a, a page uh yesterday i think it was i just opened it up and there was a cow so i thought of you oh i should have i should take a picture of it and send it to you send, send it to you oh, it's a very good it's a very it's a very good cow andrew wyeth can draw oh that's lovely yeah he's he's a, we've probably talked about him i'm sure before Many times. Yes, yes, because he's one of... It's funny because he's a little outside of what I ordinarily like, but he's just so perfect and good at what he does, you know? That's true. And I guess, and I guess to be fair, I, I don't really have it. I tend to like abstraction more, but that's not a, a rule, you know? That's just mm -hmm. kind of what I, what I gravitate towards. But then when you see someone like Andrew Wyeth or... Um, or uh, what's his name, Hopper, Edward Hopper again, someone, mm -hmm. or uh, John Singer Sargent, you know, the, the true masters of the, mm -hmm. of, of the medium, you can say, well, it doesn't really matter what they're doing, right? Like what the style mm -hmm. of paint, of art is, it's just these people are just so good at what they do. Yeah, but they're not only good at what they're doing, they're also thinking about composition. And yes, yes, they have... exactly. They, they got the whole thing down, like... Yeah. yeah, we've talked about it probably many times, but like Christina's world to me is like almost the most perfect composed painting I think I've ever witnessed. Mm, it's very touching. You know, her, yeah, there's something about that that just sort of grabs you, grabs me by the shirt sleeves or whatever you say. Absolutely. Probably not that. Absolutely. 
Yes. And so you are, um, I, I guess, you must be, you're taking a course now, it seems. Yeah, um, so this is my senior exhibit. Uh, so we have to produce our work for in view of the end of the year. And we started in September and we, we just did our midterms last week. Okay. And um, went very well, and but some people can show, so they're showing at different intervals, and I unfortunately I missed a few, but um, it's it's really interesting. I, I'm going to tell you about my friend Julia. Um, she's in my group, and. She has. She suffers from mental disorders, and she's really open about it. Um, she has That's always interesting, depression yeah. and anxiety, and through art, she has been uh, trying to explain what that's like. And she also has a therapist that follows her, and um, she she did um, a series of photos. Um, with she started with paintings and then from those paintings she she painted this style onto a friend's body and then took a picture of it and then manipulated the images to change or obscure who that person was or so uh, we lose the the actual friend there but it becomes this new object what she's done it's very ritualistic and lots of dark around and she likes mirroring images so out of hair she can create almost like a vessel for drinking wine or something like some <laughs> kind of goblet of fire or something out, so, of, out of hair you said out of the hair of her models and the models will have a little bit of that paint that she put on an actual painting and now she's doing just transferring that painting onto the body then that becomes a photograph so it's just like a very process based but also very ritualistic now the paintings themselves are are not um, as resolved as they could be let's say um, they're like painted on white canvas that you buy at Michael's and um, the the black is black it's not Payne's gray um, the marks on the on the painting are a little bit too evenly like wallpapery kind right. of thing and the colors are a little bit let's say primary or right out of the bottle um, not not uh, that that's a bad thing. Like for example, in your paintings, the colors are uh, some somewhat primary, but they're they're disposed into a composition that's color field based. But her, she's more like almost I don't know, like first year sort of assignment of discovering marks kind of thing, but without much of a positioning of things but that doesn't matter because um so what what i want to know is if someone makes a painting and it's kind of part of their ritual 
that of the process of what they're doing. Can are you able to view this painting not as a gallery painting but as a part of a of spectrum of activities that are part of the the work? Can you almost do that? like almost like an extension of the person? Yeah. I think you can, but I think it would be, it's more difficult. I, I would think if you don't actually know the person and you know the story behind it, mm -hmm. yeah. but that's not to say it to be impossible because I think you just need a little bit of explanation as you were viewing the work. Like if you were seeing it in a, some kind of an exhibition space, you'd want to have like a little paragraph or something that you'd read ahead of time that explained what, more or less what you just said to me. Yeah, and I and I think from there, then you'd have to approach it with a different kind of mindset about what it is you're trying to get back from it. Right, right. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I've, I feel like I've seen things like that before. Yeah, I can't think of any names off the top of my head, but um, I don't know. I guess there's just it's almost like art therapy rather than. Mm -hmm. Like if you think of, I, I saw once on Facebook someone had the different palettes like the the palettes that um, painters use in their studio and right. they had they had itemized and cataloged each palette so this was Van Gogh's this was Monet's this was whoever and, oh yeah yeah that's cool I like and that and you could tell even from their the the tools they were using to mix their paints that it was done in their hand or in their way, like you could tell that it was Van Gogh's, you could tell it was Matisse's palette, you know? So it's... Uh... It's funny that you say that. You're you're reminding me of, I saw this uh, the same thing done, but with uh, filmmakers, with directors. Yeah? Where, like, Wes Anderson, for example, they'll take his, and he has a very specific palettes that he uses for his films and then they break them down and you just see like squares of the color and you th and it, you can see right away like it just says that is whatever you know I'm, i can't remember the name of the film that doesn't really matter but there was a bunch of different filmmakers and you don't think of film being so much like that but i guess everything is right mm -hmm. yes and and there's a lot i think the issue is is that th there's a lot more intentionality with stuff like that than the viewer casual viewer might think about they just think oh you just go out and you make film and you just film with whatever lights there or whatever but i think you know depending on who the filmmaker is they're going to be very intentional about what colors they pick and the lighting that they pick and and very similar to how you would how you would do a painting i guess mm-hmm totally did, I... did we talk about uh speaking of films and painting did we talk about that loving vincent film i think we might have no i did don't think so uh, did you see it by chance? No, no, I haven't that's, yet. That, yeah, you know what, what it is? It's like an, a film that's made of like... Like tons know, of animators? Crazy, like 600,000 paintings or that some they crazy painted, thing. painted, like a whole group of people <laughs> painted in yeah. style. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. I see, I, I see it's up for an Oscar, but uh, I don't think it'll probably win. It should. Mm. But uh, they'll probably pick some, some uh, thing that was on the computer instead. Well, I I will look forward to seeing it. I, yeah, I if you get a chance, I think you'd really like it. It, I, it was it's a it's a good story for one thing, and then just the way that it's put together is just like you're just going wow. <laughs> yeah, it's as, as it's through, uh, Jeff Wilmore also went to see it, and Green uh, was telling me that he actually stood up and clapped when it was done. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Bravo, bravo. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have all these painters working. 
working away in physical yeah. in, in the physical realm not with well I'm sure there was uh, there must have been at some point some sort of manipulation of the images yeah like there's got to yeah. be some kind of computer involved in stitching them all together and perhaps interpolating intermediate images mm-hmm but that's it's still very hand looks like it's done by hand. I'm just just by warning here. I'm sitting in a tinderbox here on my bed with three animals that are all looking like they're just about to like do something and create a huge noise. <laughs> so if you hear start hearing barking or hissing, it's not me. It's okay. okay. I'm happy that that they're around. It adds yeah, they're usually they're usually pretty good. It's all good until one of the cats moves and then the dog will chase them and then yeah, it's it's just like a house of cards waiting to come down, essentially. <laughs> but it looks pretty good right now. Everybody's sort of just giving each other the the stare down. Yeah. So you are you are then after this term? Are you 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 have an art degree? Yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome, Isabel. It's amazing. Mm, thank you. And, you. and you've been working on that for a few years because you're doing it part time. <sighs> yeah, um, since 2010. When I declared my major, before then I had taken one or two courses here and there just to just to kind of get to do something. I mean, I, I, had, I had many reasons, but I kept seeing Tom O'Flanagan uh, walk around and he, he wears these cowboy shirts. They're just <laughs> so awesome. So every time I'd stop him and we'd have a little conversation and... And um, there was um, a small treasures um, sale and I went and uh, got to see a few people. And then a friend of mine uh, whose uh, husband is works with Dave, uh, she said she wanted to take a course. So we took a course together and um, essentially it was sort of as a way to connect with my father who had passed away three years prior um just like a way to to be close to him some somewhat because i grew up with him having like a, um, a drafting table and drawing plans for houses so he'd build houses and i recall you telling me that he was um he was interested in art as well in the the quebec painters Yes, he'd take me to the museums, oh. and I'd be like so bored. Leopold. Yeah, well, <laughs> kids, kids don't 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 totally get that, but like my dad somehow, would tell me about. You're probably still glad, yes. <laughs> tell he would tell me about about abstract art, and I never understood it. I never did, even until the time that I joined the um, visual arts program. I remember I went to see a show with uh, the um, graduating um, students of the year, of that year. It was, uh, I believe, in 2010. And I couldn't, my friend Alicia Hunt had her work there. And I totally did not get it. I just, uh, why, what are what are those oily rags doing there? <laughs> That's a fire hazard. <laughs> I felt like, why are... Why are professors letting students, you know, make waste, stuff waste like that? Waste perfectly good materials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's a bit of a mindset that most people have to kind of get over to to appreciate that it's not necessarily about 
I don't know. It's about there's there's all kinds of different aspects of, to technique, and not it's not always just about being able to render a perfect face or whatever. You can also, you know, you see someone who's really good with just the ability to make color work or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But but yes, I, I think that um, it, it it's not something that speaks to people immediately. I think you got to have some kind of an epiphany, and many people probably never have that epiphany. They, but many people don't think very much about anything that they see like i was saying earlier about films they don't understand the what goes into making a film like how huge of a process it is to make a film and to to there is color palettes and there is all this thought that goes behind things and i think most people that's lost on them and i think abstract art is even more so lost on them and not to be not to be not to be a yeah, totally. Uh, sorry to interrupt. No, no, I was just so, going to say not to be a snob or an elitist, but, yeah. but I just think that's the way it is. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. When you think of um, Amelie, you've seen that movie, Amelie? Oh, I've seen that many times, yes. That's one, one of my favorites. So what what do you think the the color palette was for this? Yeah, that's that's definitely a good example of a very strong color palette. And in fact, the guys, I can't remember their names now. They're two French filmmakers, and they've made a few films together. Yes. Uh, they did Delicatessen and The City of Lost Children. Oh. And those are other films that have very, very strong palettes as well. So they're very, almost cartoonish. Mm. Yeah, I really like that. I'd like to, I haven't seen it in a long time, actually. So I, maybe I will try to dig that up and watch it again. The house, it's a real feel-good feel film. <laughs> the House of Flying Daggers has also an, an incredible palette. Yeah, I've heard of that, but I don't think I've seen that. I, I'm, I'm most positive I haven't. It's like a jade green with a dark red. And it's a little bit the same palette with Emily Poulain, although the greens are are not so jadey. A little bit more on the cobalt, a little bit more bluish. But oh, yeah. um, but there, it's definitely red and green, um, so you can tell right away. And Amelie was a lot of red and green. Is that what you're, That's what you're I'm saying. Ta- yeah. You're still saying, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah what exactly. was the what was house what was House of Daggers? Same as a more a jady a jady okay, kind okay. of green, uh, and all those forest scenes, um, of course, yellows like dark, deep yellows. Uh, so if you watch it, you'll see it right away. Yeah. yeah, and you can just see like the way that the shots and the scenes are composed and the things that they, these filmmakers put into, like, I'm, I'm trying to remember the Wes Anderson one. Was this, it's the one with the two kids who run away, the, with Bruce Willis is in it. And uh, Anyway, uh, they, but the, there's a scene in that where it's like a kitchen and everything's yellow, basically. They've got like a yellow mm. phone from the 70s and everything yeah. just kind of looks this washed out yellow color. And you're just going, man, that's so interesting. And then lots of pastels, lots of just kind of, muted colors yeah well yeah, it's I, really, I wish it's, i had those but i don't i don't have the yeah. Sanderson films yeah well if you get a chance to see that one it's uh it's pretty fun it wasn't probably um it's probably not i, well, I don't even know the, i can't even remember the name of it because i'm old and losing my memory or my mind or something <laughs> or both but uh I'll, uh, I'll 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 dig into that when i'm at a computer and i'll send you the name of it if you ever get a chance i think you'd quite like it I'm kind of at a weird spot for movies because uh, we used to have DVDs and Blu-rays and now we have Netflix and Crave yes, yes. and, so and 
whole bunch of the movie network. But yeah, exactly. So if you want to watch, let's say, Spirited Away again, I've been looking for it uh, on all the things that I have, all the available uh, search prompts you know applications that we have and i can't find it so yeah i have to order it and buy it but our, i never use our dvd player anymore well you could you could buy it from uh, itunes you could buy it digitally yeah yeah i'm not sure how much they are to do that but they're probably just about the same price but uh yeah i it's it's interesting i just read an article talking about um this kind of you know cable cutting revolution that came about and really if you're going to be watching things honestly and paying for them and not breaking the law it's actually more expensive than it was in the past now because you have everybody has their own uh, exclusive content now right like netflix makes their own films and hulu makes their own films and amazon makes their own films i guess crave probably doesn't do that but maybe they will who knows and so suddenly you got to have like four or five different services if you want to have access to all these different things if you want to watch hbo you got to get that streaming to watch game of thrones or whatever a lot of people just do it illegally of course but yeah but that's the thing like you're you're already paying and now it's up to it used to be seven dollars now it's i don't know like 13 yeah 15. netflix is 10 10 now but you get like netflix for 10 and then you also have Hulu is probably 12 or whatever and Amazon is like they're all it adds up right and you're ending up paying people this the article was uh, that I read was basically saying that if you're doing everything like by the letter of the law and to find the things that you want to see you're actually possibly paying it's easy to pay more than you would have paid just having cable in the old days yeah so that's what's happening and then so when you're looking for that one movie you don't feel like paying 19.99 for you know, and another extra thing that probably once you're done with that uh, service, they're going to, or once the uh, computer that runs this program or whatever goes dead, you're, you're, you've lost all your movies or I don't know, like once you don't yeah. have that account anymore with Xbox Live or whatever crap Dave yeah, he does all yeah, that so many different ways yeah so many different ways well I think <laughs> another option too is for less money you can actually rent them too where you just get to what you get them for like to watch them once and that's it yeah but you know like it's the same idea you pay five bucks you rent it for the day then it's it's gone you can't like watch it uh, you know a few different times so that's really I find I'm I, as I said I'm in this weird zone where well, I get uh, that. I I guess I get that. I and, and you know we we have Crave and we have Netflix, but you know we also I also will watch things on like streaming sites, right? And that's I know it's not you know the content the content the, the content creators don't get anything when you do that, and I don't like that. But I don't know. Sometimes you just feel like I just don't know what the choices are, right? <laughs> yeah, I think Dave almost got caught doing that, so we we try not to do that as much as we can. Yeah, well, like I say, we do a kind of mix. I don't feel too bad about it because we do. It's not like I do everything that way. But there are people that do everything that pay nothing for anything. Right? They, don't even, they, don't even, they, can, they won't even pay ten dollars a month for Netflix. I mean, I don't even really use Netflix that much, but I, I like having it. I like having yeah. it there. Yeah, I, feel... I like that it keeps. I like that it keeps track of what I've watched. That's what I think. I like I like the most about it. That's so what you come... like. That's one of the things that I like the most about it, yeah. So that if I've been watching things and then I don't continue to watch them on binge watching, if I don't, if I forget about it for a week or two or a month or even a year or whatever, I can go back and pick up where I left off. 
Hmm. So that's I find that's a nice a nice feature of Netflix. Mm-hmm. Besides the ability to binge watch too, I've I've been known to do that. Yeah, binge watching is interesting because you can really see the um, the growth of the actors and the growth of the show when you do that. Eh? Yeah, yeah, you can really get a sense of of kind of where it, I don't know, like I a lot of shows I'll watch like the pilot and I know that you have to watch more than that. But if, if ones that you stick it out and you realize that really the pilot really is just that it's really a pilot. It's it, you can't really judge the sh- judge it on that, and it's going to go all kinds of different places from there. But not always. Sometimes they don't do that. But I guess if if it doesn't get there within a few episodes, I probably won't stick it out in most cases, unless there's some real I don't know reason that I'm watching it. If it's an actor that I really like, or if it's a, a just a general kind of storyline that I really like, or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely. Uh, and the funny thing for me is, is I hadn't watched TV, honestly, and mm-hmm. and even films. I wasn't really even watching films. I for years, like years and years, like TV for me. I didn't watch TV since like the nineties. Mm-hmm. And then and then it was Netflix that made it suddenly you can watch television without commercials, mm-hmm. and you can watch back to back episodes of shows, things that I'd never. And there was a world like it was. There was so much on everything on there. I it was new to me. Like any, like I could watch old things, new things, whatever. I didn't. It was all brand new to me. So, and then yeah, now it's like I don't read anymore. I just watch television when I'm not working more or less, which is not great. But yeah, that's another question I have for you. I I wonder, um, do you think that reading and books and the act of reading is is disappearing that we don't have a literate uh, society anymore? Well, I mean, from my own personal experience, like I say, I think I read one or maybe two novels last year, and I used to read one or two novels a month or even a week in some cases, like 20 years ago. So for myself, but that said, I read a lot of stuff online, but I don't know that it's the same. Like I'm reading a lot of, it's not like, it's more like news stuff kind of Mm -hmm, things. mm Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a lot of it's the same too, right? It's like how many ways can how many things can you read about Donald Trump being an asshole, right? <laughs> I mean, seriously, like why do I torture myself like this? And I think I'm I not know. alone. I, I think world productivity has like dropped in half since that man became president because everybody's just spending all their time reading about <laughs> the next stupid thing that he says, right? Yes, it's it's like on, it's an accident that keeps unfolding in front of oh, your it eyes. Is. It, 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 I think in the future this is going to be looked back at and studied. And people are going to be just going, wow, this is just like a really weird time in history. But anyway, to to, to go back to your question, I mean, in general, I think probably it'd be interesting to see what, like, uh, I go to the library. I take books out. I don't necessarily always read them, but I do read them. Uh-huh. Well, you know what I read last year? I'm remembering I did read more books than I'm I'm remembering because I read a whole bunch of Dexter books. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so now it's like, okay, I like the television show, now I'm going to read the books. Oh. But the books, the books are actually not nearly as good as the television, but it, it's good kind of like just brain candy, right? Like sometimes you just need that. But I don't know, like the library is always fairly busy. A lot of families in the library. Yeah. But I don't know, like it would be interesting to get, I'm sure the statistics at the library must be down, like... uh I'm sure that people are are not. Oh, my friend is a librarian, and he told me yes. Yeah, yeah, like I, that doesn't surprise me, and I think that that's probably speaks a lot of, like people just have so much content available to them that they don't. It's all passive now, right? Like there's no active requirement to sit and watch like 
10 episodes in a row of Breaking Bad or some stupid thing, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, on the other hand, reading requires, you know, it's it's really an active process. And I don't know. I guess as we get older, you're supposed to, you know, do Sudoku or something, whatever you say <laughs> that word. <laughs> do something to do something to keep your mind active, right? Play Candy Crush. Yeah, or Ashley Farmville. Does that. Ashley's on like level eight hundred and fifty or some crazy thing. I I can't believe. It. I just look at it. And I can't even like. I can't even fathom games like that. Like Tetris was too much for me. Yeah, I tried Tetris the other day and I couldn't. I couldn't no, do it. no, Tetris was. I could do it back in the day. I could play Tetris and I did like it on, on a monochrome monitor, a green monochrome monitor on an x86 or some sort of computer that was very slow but uh candy crush though i look at that and i don't even know what she's doing i don't even understand it suddenly like a whole screen just lights up and things disappear and (laughs) things show up and i'm just like man this is too much i remember um a friend of mine had a uh an older console like one of the i think it was the not the it might have even been the first nintendo i can't remember i'm not a video game person so i can't remember the the kind of order that it goes, but she, she was playing Dr. Mario, which is like a Mario game, but there's like pills that come at you. They're different colors and you got to stack the colors together. And I tried playing that. And it was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> I just like, it it's, it was stressful. Like I did not find it relaxing. I found it like stressful. <laughs> Dave used to say, if, if I, if it starts getting stressful and I'm, I'm not having a good time, it's time to turn off the, the game. Oh man. Yeah. But a lot of those games like that he plays, I mean, I, he seems to play a lot of like Call of Duty type stuff. Like those ones are kind of fun because you just kind of like are there and you're wandering around. And I like watching people play those games. And those ones I wouldn't think are quite as stressful. Although I suppose if you are stuck on a level, that can be pretty stressful. <laughs> oh, I, I, I remember Jonathan having little, little bits of meltdowns here and there and Dave too and... And now I don't hear them as much. The the games have changed, I think, to to um, yeah. I think they're a little bit yeah. I think they're a little more forgiving now because I've watched Ashley's had a got a. We have a. Uh, I don't even know what the hell we have. I think it's an Xbox. It must be an Xbox. No, PlayStation. It's PlayStation. PlayStation Three. Anyway, she's got a couple games on there, and I've watched her play those, and it, they're they're kind of fun, right? Like it's like even if you're not winning, you're still you're just kind of like in this other world and you're going around and you're doing things and you got, and there's lots of like these little puzzles you have to find out and you're moving things around. And it's, I, I, I it doesn't seem as stressful as, as uh, Dr. Mario. <laughs> that was stressful. <laughs> Dr. Mario. Yeah. Yeah. That was stressful. Aww. So tell but me anyway. about um, your friend. Who, who is she? Angie, I think. Oh, yeah. See, I don't really know her. I just saw her, met her, was it last weekend already? Yeah, I guess, or maybe the weekend before. I don't know. The weekends just fly by. Yes. Another friend of mine, Natalie, and she will probably sit in with us as well. I'm not sure whether she'll just observe or she might have a few things to say here and there. She's yeah. she's very interested in art and she's a patron of the arts, which is nice to know people that actually buy art. Yeah. Um, and, and so she knows this young woman, Angie, and they... Her, uh, there's a thing in London called the Arts Project, which is kind of, I'm not even sure what you would call it. It's, 
it must get like some i'm sure it gets some kind of grant it's a pretty large space and they have like a theater in it and there's just a bunch of different things that goes on there and i'm not sure it's got some city funding or, or i'm not really sure totally what it how it, how it works but anyway she had a bunch of paintings up in a group exhibition there and and uh, natalie wanted to go to that because it was the closing day for it and she thought she could go there and uh and get her painting so mm. so we went there so we went there and i met her and she's a, a pretty uh charming young woman and uh she's an incredible i think a very very good painter oh yeah she um, is she sells her paintings for too cheap i think but hey that's what people do yeah yeah you know like that painting i sent you a picture of is like it's a uh, like 24 18 inches hot t- tall i guess by probably 24 inches wide and oil painting and it's unframed but she sells them for like 300 dollars, which to me seems pretty low i think people would pay more that's kind of the baseline, three hundred yeah. bucks. See what I would do. What I would do, and whatever. I mean, who the hell am I? But I would probably be more be more inclined to spend a hundred dollars and frame it, and then charge a couple hundred or three hundred dollars more. Oh yeah. You know, like charge a little bit more, but spend a little bit more because I think if it's framed, it's easier to sell. Oh yeah. Was it was it, it uh, on 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 a canvas or on yeah, wood yeah. or no on canvas. Like a, probably like a pre-stretched canvas that she bought from an art supply store. And, uh, and it looks like it's not like I'm, I do unframed paintings, but they're, I paint like my paintings always had the, you know, the edges were completely painted. Like they were meant to be unframed. Oh yeah. But these ones you could, these ones, they weren't paint. Like these ones look like they need a frame, right? So, okay. <laughs> okay. So, but you know, young people, they don't have a lot of money and I don't think their professors necessarily push them, but I don't know, like $300 for a, an original oil painting that's pretty i can i mean okay i get that if it's a little smaller but this is like a sizable painting to me it's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. but whatever you know like um natalie bought one and i really like it and i like all of the work that she had up and i think she's somebody who has a lot of different styles what i'll do i'm, I'm hoping this works out that we can talk to her she seemed pretty interested in it she seemed fairly um outgoing in terms of like the idea of having another outlet to you know that she can use as a promotion tool was good to her so i, I think she's interested sure. but but you know sometimes these things are hard to hard to have to make work well, yeah yeah it's it's difficult to have friends come and yeah i don't know her right like i just yeah i met her once like natalie would come anytime if you wanted to just have another person to just somebody else who is knowledgeable about art who wanted to chat you know but, what you could always do is oh, sorry to interrupt mark oh, that's okay um i was you done have... i was done <laughs> do you have an iphone I am on an iPhone right now. Yeah. yeah. So do you know the app where you can do voice recordings or just like a dictaphone? Do you know that? Oh, yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a voice recording. Yeah, I've used it before. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're ever somewhere and you want to do a little one-on-one conversation, you should use that. And That's send a good point, actually. Yeah. Those files, I think, we'll, we'll just have to find a way for the files to be transferred. Um, they transfer well on Google Drives, usually. Yeah, I was um, just going to say, I, I use that for stuff like that. If it's or like I... on a text message, it has to be less than, I think it's four minutes. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do it with text. I would do it via email. You could even do it on a Facebook message, really. I think maybe Facebook would, would work, too. Yeah. But I like I I have a Mediafire account if you remember that. Oh so I use, yeah. 
Uh, the only reason I know about it is because I get a message from them every two years threatening to shut it down if I don't go on and log in. So I log in, <laughs> and then two more years later, I do it again. <laughs> oh, that's good. We we should uh, use that anyway. You know that. No, that's you a good idea. That. That's a good idea. That is a yeah. good idea, and and not to get into like a long protracted conversation, but something where maybe you could talk to somebody for 15 or 20 minutes and then maybe you could just edit out a little bit as just an excerpt of what it is to break up what exactly. we're uh, y- yammering on about in some cases right or me anyway yeah 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 i mean <clears throat> i think that's always really it's, it's it makes things lively and it's great to share with people and that makes I've always found that when I've spoken with, uh, like, for example, my visiting professors, when we would be talking on a podcast, things were took a different turn than if it was just me and them together alone. Yeah, and I'm thinking that that makes sense because there have been a couple of people that we've talked or I've brought up to you and said, oh, this is like another person who is an artist who's interested in doing this. But then there's that whole the next level of making it all happen is sometimes a little bit easier said than done. But if it's somebody who's in London and somebody who I could just arrange to go and have a coffee with and say, let's just have a conversation and we'll record it and maybe use some of it. That, that's more, that's probably easier to do than to work it so that you've got to also have somebody in Sault Ste. Marie involved and recording it and blah, blah, blah. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that it's that much harder, but it's just every little hurdle probably just makes things less likely to happen right yeah the best the best uh for for group discussions i think uh just because haven't yet figured out how to add apparently it's not difficult to add another skype but not everybody likes to go on skype or knows about it or whatever so you can do it that way but the other way is like when you're all together in a room then it just it makes it more it's oh yeah, definitely. More interesting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> well, maybe uh, if with, with a bit of planning and notice, maybe the next time that you are visiting London, we can try try to arrange to talk to somebody. I can try to think of mm-hmm. who who that might be, but that we could actually have a physical meeting. Oh yeah, I. I we I don't travel during the winter usually. No, no, I'm not yeah. thinking anytime soon. But just yeah. I know you do. You do get here once or twice a year usually with yeah relatives and yeah daughter actually is, is Madeline <laughs> still in London? Yeah, she's started her PhD and she's doing that at at Western as well. Yes. Oh, good for her. Uh. Yeah, you must be pretty proud. Pretty proud of her. That's pretty amazing. She lives um near. Uh... Um, Western, actually, she's like in the north. Um, oh, what's the name? Uh, I remember you told me. Is she in the same spot that she's moved to when she first came? Yeah. Yeah, I remember you told me where it was, like kind of um, near, like like Windermere kind of area, I think. Yeah, it's like Wonderland and Leighton, I think it is. So oh, okay, kind of Lawton maybe. It's north. Yeah, so that's a little bit Oxford. west. North. A little bit west. Oh, though. yeah. yeah. Yes, it's west and north. Well, that's yeah. good. That's good. I bet you never, would you've ever thought when you were like 20 years old that someday you'd have a daughter who's studying <laughs> a PhD? Well, I, I, 
I wasn't sure if she would go the PhD route because she a lot of things are important to her and uh, definitely her her um, state of mind and her health her mental health is important and her friends um, and um, so but she I think that she's with people that are very very good at what they do so that they they make you her feel okay like she's she went through a period of um like she took a big bite of um uh, in science what which which was starting a new procedure on a new species she was the first one to do that in her in what she was doing so right uh, that's a big bite to chew and she yeah. did she did take on at the master's level a bite yeah, that you take at, at a doctoral level yeah that's what i was just gonna yeah. say that that seems like almost more than you'd need to really do for a master's but whatever mm-hmm. gets you prepared for the phd if that's what you want to do the one thing that doing a master's degree taught me was that i didn't want to do a phd that's the only thing i really got out of it. <laughs> no just kidding <laughs> no, a, little, a little more than that out of it i actually quite like being a grad student but i i also realized within a few weeks that the people that were phds were a different uh, different class of species than i was <laughs> i like making beer more than i like school <laughs> Dave, Dave can Dave can probably attest to that. I think that's awesome, Mark. Yeah, yeah. So the the, the students that were doing the PhDs, they weren't so into making beer. They were more into just going to school. <laughs> and they were there seven days a week. Like whenever you went there, they were there. It's like, do you even have an apartment? <laughs> oh, I think though that um, she's with some people there that um, she can. She can find her her groove, and she's allowed to to be who she is. So that's yeah, well, pretty it's not, awesome. It's obvious, yeah, yeah. It's, and every every kind of program is a bit different, and how you approach it is a bit different. And to be honest, she's probably a lot smarter than I am too, right? So, I mean, you sort of realize, okay, like this stuff doesn't come as easily to me as probably it is to these people that are doing PhDs for the most part. But whatever, that's okay. I I never um, felt uh, it's strange, Maddie. It, she wasn't like this brainy person that would would uh, just say, "Well, actually, it's it's more like." <laughs> <laughs> you know? well, she's she's got smart she's got smart parents. So the, gen, the, the genes are there, right? Well, I think that she she takes on manageable tasks and that she's curious about things, and she has a good way to synthesize what what information to keep and what information to not keep. So she's really really good at that. And she must be pretty proud of her mom doing an art degree. She is. She is. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. She she texts me once in a while and says, "Oh, this is so nice. I like this one." Or she's she's been doing that a little bit more. I think that now that she's done her masters, she's she can breathe more and she can she can be at home once in a while and looking at things a little bit more. So she's Right. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. 
And, and, and so you're, are you taking just your, your final course now that we started talking about that earlier? And I, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're taking one, one course and it's your like kind of final studio course. Yes, it is. And, um, and, I'm trying to think what's to come after. Uh, and I'm developing a little bit of a studio space now. I, I rent a studio space. And I find that that having that, it's it's making me think about how am I going to pay for the rent. So I have to start thinking in terms of how am I going to sell my artwork, and uh, or can I teach uh, maybe uh, as as a as a, an independent painter. Can I give private lessons? Or yeah, to give like what? lessons to students, to kids, or even adults. It doesn't really matter. I started I... working with stop motion a little bit. So I'm thinking I want to learn more about that. And I have a friend who's a puppeteer. Uh, so she, not she, every not everyone can say that. By the way, <laughs> she saw my. I have a friend who's a puppeteer. <laughs> she I've saw... never said that. <laughs> she saw my my little guy that I was doing, and she said, "Oh, I want to make some with you. Let's go. Let's make stop motion videos." <laughs> so we, you know, there would be uh, an idea there of. Making little stop motion videos and then teaching that in schools, maybe or I don't know. So that, like... that brings me back to Wes Anderson. The fantastic Mr. Fox is a amazing piece of stop stop action animation. Incredible! Oh yeah, oh yeah. Just you just look at that and you think, man, that guy is so picky and so determined and so meticulous. He's probably yeah. almost impossible to work for. Oh, I, I but think. But that's okay. So, so that's that's really cool. I didn't know you were doing that. I saw the the uh, on Facebook. I saw the uh, the the, I guess the doll or whatever that you're making. So that's what you're talking about. Then is move making making that 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 creation move and capturing it. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm just I, like I went online and I found a, a YouTube video of how to make a stop motion puppet using aluminum uh, wire. But I also see that there are all kinds of armature, ro almost robotic uh, stop motion puppets that you can make. Um, so finding out, finding how to make those would, would be amazing. And then, um, like, if you, I'm, sh I think for Fantastic Mr. Fox, maybe he used felt and fabric. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, they look like felt and fabric. That's actually I didn't think of that, but that that would be probably probably what he did, something like that. I just started learning how to needle felt. I'm not really good at it yet, but um, it's something to develop and to think about. And yeah. I guess I guess thinking about like you say, keep having a studio and keeping it, you know, solvent. I guess and. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I I I don't know. Stop motion. I would think would be harder to do it with that than it would be with paintings. But who knows? Maybe yeah. stop. Maybe making stop motion stuff. Maybe it's easier to to get into the grant system for that too. I don't know. Yeah. That that exactly. 
when when you start that's the thing like when you start making stuff and you get with friends and starts working and you have a grant project you have a little bit of experience with grants uh, you can build on that experience with other people and then as the project starts growing like now today is the first day that another artist is moving in with me into the the building I'm at, okay. I'm at so we're at the beginning of making the art collective it's, it's like the start of it I was there I paid the rent for six months seven months and now an, a next person is coming and as we occupy and live into the building hopefully a, a little art collective can grow and as we gain knowledge of grant applications and this sort of thing we can start um you know streamlining things a little bit and figuring out Ray, Ray works at um, at Shabby Motley, a really cool cafe on Queen Street, and he is an amazing baker. He makes amazing drawings. He can sell them, no problem. Like the regular route with uh, reproductions or with originals, uh, he can he can sell his drawings for three hundred dollars already. Like he he can do yeah, that. So- yeah, so if you can sell one or two of those a month, that's all you have to do to keep yourself going, right? I mean, yeah. not that that's enough to live off of, but at least you got your rent covered, right? That's it. But as as we're kind of moving forward, we can discuss these kinds of things and find what works best. But that's not going to stop, I think, me from trying to do stop motion movies or do other things that for the moment it doesn't look like I can get anything out of it I don't care but as I'm gaining um, experience in something it just kind of I like following passions like that so I don't know I, I don't know what I'm doing I don't know where it's going but that's where it's at <laughs> yeah well I mean that's that's good and I think you were saying the idea of, of private lessons. I think that's something that you should definitely pursue too, because what people want in my experience, not that I've ever taught, but I've been taught. Um, I, I've, I, I think what people really want is it's almost not to be told how to do something. It's to have the opportunity to just talk about art and to have a critique of their art and to perhaps set them up with challenges, the sorts of things that you've done over, you know, the course of your training and you know that like you know go to a figure drawing class or just you know bring them back to me and we'll take a look at them we can talk about these or kind of thing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's not necessarily mm-hmm. about completely like instruction this is exactly how you mix paint yes, or whatever sometimes yes. it's more about just bring me your work back and we're going to talk about it and we're going to try to take you into you know think about what it is that you want where you want to go with this right yeah that's true Totally, and I, and I, a lot of people would a lot of people will pay you for that, right? Twenty, thirty bucks an hour. I don't know. I don't know how much they pay, but I'm not sure yet. I haven't. Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't um, explored these things yet, but I think it will come. It will become evident how it's going to go. Um, yeah, yeah, I would think uh, so too. Well, as I'm as I'm going through the process. 
so far, I was, I guess, I was able to do a, a, a jury once, uh, and and I also saved money from my rent um, to accommodate somebody else, so I didn't pay the full rent for that. Uh, so there have already been two things that I've done um, that ha has helped with rent. So it, it it's all, it will come. It's kind of, uh, you know, I, I don't know yet at all. I make it up as I go most of the time. <laughs> well, it's you and most of the other people in the world, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You said jury. You just reminded me of I got a. I'm called for jury duty. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Well, who knows? I, I think that they call like, like literally like a hundred or more people, and for like whatever twelve spots. So the chances are in my favor that I won't get picked. And sometimes they just uh, things happen and they just don't do it. But yeah, so the end of February, I got to go and sit on a see if I get picked. I hope I don't. Oh man. Is that is that's kind of weird? How does that process work? Well, they I got a letter like about eight months ago or so, saying that they needed my information because I was going into like the lottery, and I thought, okay, that's great. I probably won't get picked, but I'm not sure. Maybe I think they might. If you get to there, they're going to just go through all the files, and eventually, you're going to your number's going to come up, and they're going to give you a a second letter that says, okay, now you got to show up and you get interviewed, I guess. But I don't even know what the process is. I've got a couple people I've worked with who've gone through it, so I'll talk to them. But, uh, yeah, so I guess you, you go and you show up and the, the lawyers for the both sides of the case that you're going to be sitting on uh, maybe ask you a few questions and try to decide whether you're – I just somebody told me you just act like really opinionated and they won't pick you. <laughs> Is it voluntary that you give your name? Uh, it's actually – there's a thing called the Juries Act – or something like that that is says that if you get picked you have to go or else it's but, but you know, to be on the list you do that yourself like no, do you voluntarily just, put your name on that list or no that's just as a uh, I think just as a citizen of the, whatever county you live in oh. they've got it's from the census so yeah it's, I don't know what the chances of getting picked are but oh. I would have preferred I would have preferred to have won a lottery. Mm. rather than a jury duty but i don't know <laughs> ashley ashley's ashley's actually jealous oh, she, she she wants to do it she's studying to be a law clerk too though, right so she's she likes the she likes law to Aww. me it's just i got other stuff i want to do and i don't know you could get in a horrible case too right you could have like some kind of like murder case or some kind of thing Whoa, these days they're uncovering yeah. so many different abusive men i don't want to see that I'm just going to keep my fingers crossed I'm just going to keep my fingers crossed that they don't like me that they don't they think that I wouldn't be because I think what happens is both of the lawyers for both sides of the case have to agree oh yes yeah I think that's how it works so you've never had it Dave's never had it now no. that I've said it you're now that I've said it you're probably going to have a letter next to this week oh no oh god no <laughs> No. It might. You might be. I wonder if it's more likely to happen if you're in a bigger city or not. Because yeah. I mean, well, there must be a court in Sault Ste. Marie, right? But is it? There is, you, of course. Yeah, but is it a, like a justice of the peace court, or is it actually a, a 
like a judge court with, with jury jurors. It's it's a court. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's provincial. Or, yeah, it's I'm called sure they would a have to be, yeah. in French, like it's translated as well. Right, right, right. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I guess that's off topic, and we've probably been talking for a while now. Time to go, I think. But yeah, I'll uh, well, I'll, I'll keep you posted on this talk with Angie, and um, hopefully that works out. And uh, I just said middle or sometime in the, after the middle of uh, of February seems to be seems to be enough time to everyone can plan for it. But I will keep you posted. Oh, totally. That sounds lovely. Yeah, I think it'd be nice to talk to somebody, get a different perspective. <laughs> if our our many many listeners can listen to somebody other than us. Oh, she's she's a very talented <laughs> artist. Yeah, That's she's amazing. got a really nice. Yeah, she's got a real nice use of uh, color palette. Her color palette's interesting, and her her paintings are are I think very sensual and evocative. They look like almost like nudes, but yet they're abstract. I think they're really cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, on that note, uh, hopefully we can we can chat with her and uh, maybe what I'll do as that's getting set up is I will um, I'll, I'll get some information from her website or whatever it is that she uses for promotion or Instagram or whatever and I'll, I'll get that to you so that you can take a look at some of it ahead of time. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Thank you so much, Mark. Okay, you have a good rest of your day, Isabel. You too. Okay. See ya. See ya.